Hey, welcome to another episode of Give, Grow, Repeat, a podcast where we explore collective giving and the impact it has on local communities and nonprofits. And today I'm really excited to have Leslie Person Ryan to join us. And she's with the Santa Barbara Agriculture and Farm Education Foundation. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you, Susan. Happy to be here. Well, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because I'm a member of the Santa Barbara Women for Good Living Circle, and uh, your organization was the first recipient of our grant. Uh, you received a $9,000 grant about a, a little over a year ago, and um, I think it's a great time for us to have this conversation so we can introduce your organization to our listeners, as well as talk a little bit about the impact that that donation has had on your uh, constituents and the community in general. Yeah. So, uh, Leslie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, and then a little bit about your nonprofit foundation? Wow. Okay. A little bit about myself. I, I, I wear a lot of different hats and I have a unique skill set. So that's what brought us to begin the Santa Barbara Agriculture and Farm Education Foundation. I was brought up on a ranch, had my own ranch for 10 years, turned something non-organic into organic, started bicropping before bicropping was a thing, got into um, organic and natural uh, pesticide control just through a uh, pandemic of uh, uh, the Mediterranean fruit fly. I felt like every time I turned around in uh, making our ranch organic, it was like ma and pa, the locusts are coming. And I felt like for some reason or another, having a gone through pre-med and doing organic chemistry and having a love of biology and the world just collided with my next door neighbor being the president of the Rose Society and saying, let's do it all organically. So, and I started making my own baby food. Um, and so I was this kind of earth mother kind of thing and entrepreneur. It all came together with a unique skill set, including uh, being, uh, it was having English and Spanish in my background and uh, being able to have an extensive history of nonprofit work in Santa Barbara County. Um, I chaired and was involved with about 40 very large nonprofits over 30 years of volunteering and put together coalitions for the community that still exist. So I felt like having this unique skill set brought me to this next project, which is, uh, was, and is the Sweet Wheel Summerlin Farm and Santa Barbara Agriculture and Farm Education Foundation, which is the umbrella of the Sweet Wheel Farm. They own the farm. And your organization was started about five years ago, if I remember Correct. correctly. And um, it, it started out of this unique situation. We had a very tragic event happen. The Montecito mudslides back after the uh, Thomas fire, and then we had horrible rains that caused the mudslide, um, which created a unique situation where a portion of our, our community was cut off from the rest of society, and 
and your organization stepped in. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, I I like to recount this, and I always think that there is a pivotal instance in your life that creates action for a lot of women. Women will are tend to be problem solvers, and we tend to be to take a look at something and want to solve the problem in an efficient uh, way and caring way, which is a little different than, you know, other people. So we had the debris flow, um, the 101 North was cut off, the 101 South was cut off for Summerland. There was no travel in or out of it. There was no phone, internet, uh, cell service, t uh, television, newspaper. Nobody knew what was going on except, except for an occasional text and randomly. I got three texts in 10 days, two from T-Mobile saying I was over my minutes, and one from a friend of mine saying a friend of ours had found a baby in the mud. So it was, what are we doing? Where are my children that were, you know, in Santa Barbara that, that night of the debris flow? And uh, it was a very panicked time here because without all those things, they, sometimes people say in a disaster, by the third day, the most prominent problem will bubble to the top. For Summerlin, that problem was food. We have no grocery store. And so people started physically fighting over the last food at the liquor store. And I had a young woman come in the, the year, the second year. So that, the debris flow was in January. In December, she came in and recounted her story about fighting over the last stale sandwich to me. And that was my pivotal moment. And that was my call to action. I thought, no, I said, I actually said no to her. And she said, thought I was judging her for fighting. And I wasn't. But she said, well, what was I supposed to do? I have three children. And I thought, no, I said, no, no, not that you're fighting. No to the whole situation. Let's solve it. So I started this little farmer's market cart. We started buying from other uh, farmers, and then I thought, we can do better here. And knowing that the only true food security is um, what you grow in your area, um, meaning in the Santa Barbara, it would be Summerland area, to solve food security in Summerland, we started growing on seven acres at the top of Summerland. And this way, we were able to grow um, totally without herbicides, pesticides, or any chemicals, very different than any other farm in Santa Barbara County. We specialize in non-genetically modified foods, including uh, Sonora uh, white heirloom wheat and also six different colors of non-genetically modified corn. We're the only ones certified in Santa Barbara County for that. In that, sorry to be long-winded here, we talked a little bit about food giving at that. And what we noticed in our farmer's market cart was that people needed food and it turned one thing turned into another where I was recounting how many people we were giving food to, to a friend of mine. She said, you're the world's biggest nonprofit. And I thought, why are we not being a nonprofit? Started a nonprofit, which was fortuitous because the piece of property all of a sudden became for sale and it could only be sold 
to a state agency or nonprofit first before it went to the public market. And we had already applied for the nonprofit and in fact, ran a campaign to save the farm from development in this, and we got our nonprofit status because it was COVID, it, everything was taking much longer. It was a nail biter, We probably two months before the sale of the property. Wow, so that was very fortuitous for sure. And then, so it sounds like one door keeps opening and then a new door keeps opening. So tell us a little bit, now you received a $9,000 grant from the Santa Barbara Women for Good in, I think it was September of 2022. So a couple of years after your founding, tell us a little bit about what you were able to do with that $9,000. So the, the idea for us is to become a closed loop food system. So that means that our recipients and our um, our food fragile, of which we give to about 100 people weekly. Those people and the whole community can be given food in a closed loop food system without, with a zero waste food footprint. Meaning our idea is to deliver on e-bicycle and by e-vehicle. To do that, we have started looking into turbine fencing and solar powered bicycle paths that we put on the farm. And in that way, we can create our own power to power the zero emission footprint. So the idea is in Santa Barbara County with the e-bikes and we have partnered with um, one of our, one of the things we do is food um, education. Uh, we had a couple hundred kids up on the farm last year and um, one of them in the Apple program from San Marcos High School has come forth and he will be, he's, he's young, but he will be overseeing that whole project for getting e-bicycles to do food delivery in our community. We believe with a 40 or 50 mile radius, we'll be able to deliver Carpinteria into Goleta. Mm -hmm. So kind of crazy, but I think it's sustainable and I think it's doable, again, being zero footprint. So we're hoping Again, you know, we're at the beginning stages of this. We will need a lot more money than the $9,000. Um, we reached out to um, somebody who told us the day you start this program, you lose your workers' comp. But I think we've where there's a will, there's a way. And we're going to be um, working on that um, throughout this year. Hopefully, we'll be able to start by the end of 2024. Well, it's interesting. I mean, out of the crisis came this idea for how can we source food locally and, and sustainably? And it seems like it's the opportunity, I'm not gonna call it a, a, you know, a challenge, but the opportunity keeps growing. And with that, you know, new opportunities for engaging non-grant uh, givers like our community uh, circle that we have here in Santa Barbara with the um, Santa Barbara Women for Good. And um, so hopefully we'll be able to get you back into a grant cycle again soon. And 
Um, Thank you. Yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about what's your hope for the future? You, you have education as part of your mission, um, sustainable, um, organic growth, uh, organic farming. What other things are on your wish list? Well, uh, this, here are some of the things that we do now. We do we offer composting for the entire community of Summerlin, although we have noticed that people are now driving to us to compost. So um, we're, it's a free service that the Santa Barbara Agriculture and Farm Education Foundation gives for anybody who wants to compost their, their things. We have parameters. We do go through a Marburg site up at the farm. We only allow our compost because we are so chemical free that we can't allow community compost on our farm. Uh, because, uh, you know, our farm is like a, the pillar of purity. Um, but we have a farm food solution program. We we hope to uh, raise funds for fencing and more and irrigation. Those two things are really important. First of all, you know, because we have deer on the farm um, because they find our romaine lettuce particularly uh, crunchy and delicious. So we need to get the deer off the farm and protect the farm from other other wildlife. Um, and hopefully in that fencing, we will have 60 feet of turbine wind fencing, which will create power. That is going to need attorney fees, utilities coming across the road to make that happen. Um, irrigation. When we talk about irrigation, we have a couple of different things that we do a little differently than most people. We um, are hoping to create, and we're in the middle of inventing, a different type of farm irrigation, which pulls moisture from the air and will become a row irrigator. Um, so because Summerlin and because of Santa Barbara County is so close to the ocean and because we have this microclimate of fog up into our growing valley, we will be able to pull this and direct that directly to specific crops. So, um, and then we can duplicate that to other farms, uh, not only in our area, but in different areas that are closer to to water sources. Um, we've also, because we are regenerative, we do rotate our crops and we don't use pesticides or herbicides. So a lot of that is important. We also started giving originally to food fragile. So that could be veterans, that can be um, single parent households, and no parent households. A lot, we have a lot of uh, medically fragile people in our community that need pure food. Either they're cancer survivors, they have MS, they're waiting for transplants. It's a very important thing that they have pure food. And um, lastly, we do farm education and we hope to do community education all at once. I shared with you a program that we hope to have running soon that all of Santa Barbara County will be able to grow something together. So we we're, we believe in the next decade, there won't be a citizen that, that our nonprofit, the Santa Barbara Agriculture and Farm Education Foundation will not touch in Santa Barbara County. That's amazing. And what a, what a wonderful goal to uh to have so i really wish you all the best on on that so any um 
parting thoughts as we come to a close on our podcast conversation? Anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Food insecurity is something that everybody should be concerned with. And it is it's raw for many people in our community. We, we do specialize in no-parent households, so children taking care of children. They don't have enough food. Single-parent households, mothers that are afraid that their children will be taken from them, so that food is given to them. We also want to get into school programs where kids can be given pure food and chemical-free food and see if that makes a difference in um, education. And also our corn. I, I can't let that go by without saying the corn that we grow is so important because it is non-genetically modified, meaning the seed hasn't been modified up to 200 plus times to be a different product. The pesticide is not already in the seed. You know, the pesticide needs not to be in a seed. No, no poisons need to be in the seeds that we're eating, I think. So what I'd like to um, say is that people need to understand soil health is very important. What you grow in your soil, how you treat your soil, how you poison your soil, what chemicals you're putting in your soil depends on um, we need to stop doing that because what you're eating is a product of what you're growing in there and what your neighbor is growing or poison, you know, spraying glyphosate or Roundup or, or, you know, you've got, we've got to stop poisoning our ecosystem. And I kind of like, I sound like a, a wackadoodle when I say that, but I think also it's a common sense thing that we all know, you know, if you spray some, put some chemicals in your water and you drink it, you don't want to do that. Same thing with your food. We've got to start looking at what we're doing to our food. Absolutely. Well, the old adage, you are what you eat, is relevant here. I mean, that's that's absolutely the case. If you put poison in your food, you're going to get sick, hands down. So, Well, the Santa Barbara Agriculture and Farm Education Foundation has a, a really amazing board one of them is a cancer surgeon, and she is a colon cancer surgeon operating every day on people that she should not be operating on. Unequivocally, she believes that it is because of the food that we're eating that she's seen younger patients come in and patients that have no predisposition to cancer. Well, I, I really wish you and your organization all the best. I think it's a very timely and important topic. We need to know what we're putting into our bodies and and how to better care for our environment in general. So, um, so I think this is, you know, kudos to you and and to your organization. And I'm so happy that my giving circle, the Santa Barbara Women for Good, was a small part of of that journey. Great. They're great. Everyone should join. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Leslie. Really appreciate it. And that'll do it for this episode of Give Grow Repeat. If you like what you hear. Share with your friends and tell your colleagues. And until next time, so long.